From Relay FM, this is Connected, episode 318. Today's show is brought to you by Pingdom, Ahrefs, and Hawthorne. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Federico Vitici. Ciao, Federico. Ciao, Mike. How are you? I am very well, my friend. No Steven today. No Steven. But uh, if you miss hearing Steven, you can look forward to the ad breaks because Steven pre-recorded all of the ads for me today. So if you have that need for Steven, you can... Oh, uh, <laughs> need for Steven. <laughs> need for Steven. <laughs> uh, have you ever called Steven, Steve? No, I don't think so. Have you? I probably early on in our friendship before I made that mistake and realized how much he hates it. He hates it. Mm. I don't know why he hates it though. Well, isn't Steve Hackett like like a like a celebrity? Isn't he like the the guitar player of Genesis, Genesis or something? Yeah, yeah but I, I don't think, think so. that yeah. that's the reason though. You know, maybe he really dislikes Genesis. Maybe he hates Genesis. What's the Phil Collins? Phil Collins, and then yeah. what's the 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 song? I can feel it coming. That's that <laughs> that's Phil Collins, right? Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's yes. Phil Collins. Yeah. Okay. So we don't know why. Um, so Stephen hates being called Steve. Steve. Yeah. Also, Steve Hackett's real name is Stephen Hackett. Yeah. Hackett. So he can't avoid so he can't avoid Steve Hackett anyway. So if that's the reason, it's a bad reason. I, d- I don't, I don't know why he hates it. Because it's not like it's Stephen without PHs don't get called Steve. We know that because of Steve Hackett. But uh, Stephen doesn't like it. Like I had a friend in school called Stephen with a PH, and we called him Steve, and that was what he liked to be called, Steve. Mm, maybe we should get that Steve on the show instead, and we should <laughs> replace him with the real Steve. <laughs> It seems easier to to get along with. Maybe um, we should shorten the other half and just call him Fen. Fen? Yeah, so we don't we don't shorten the first part, Steve. which is like Stephen Fen. becomes Steve. We just call him Fen, Fen instead. Fen Hackett. Fen. <laughs> Our Fen friend. <laughs> you know, because it's like he has a two-syllable name, right, Stephen? And it's nice to, to shorten two-syllable names to one syllable. Mm. Like you have Federico. You have, so, you have like a million syllables. And I call you, you Teach. Call well, quite right. a lot, right? You could call me Rico. Or <laughs> call you Rico. <laughs> oh, that, that's two, though. So let's just call you Co. So we got Co, Mike, and Fen. There we go. Co, Mike, and Fen. Co, Mike, and Fen. I really don't like... I really dislike this idea. It doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> you recommended Rico. Especially the Co. It sounds like a brand. Okay, well, what, what, what one syllable of Federico do you want? Fed? Yeah, I bet you don't like that, do you? No, I don't want to no. be a fed. <laughs> Duh. What? Duh. <laughs> well, no, I just okay, fine, we'll go with co. Co. Okay, well, what about Reek? Oh, that, I could know. be fair. I could be fair. Fair. Fen. Fair Fen and Mike. <laughs> Mike oh, Fefen. I wish I had like, I wish I had a fess <laughs> of some kind in my in my name, you know? We could go with, wait, so Michael is M-I-C-H-A-E. We could go like Che. Fen, Che. And, che? Did you just say Che? Yeah, Che. We could take like the C-H-A-E from inside of Michael. So what is it? What are you again? Fen? No, I'm Fe without the N. Fe, so it's Fe, Fe, and, and Che. Right? It's like... 
I'm pretty sure these were names of revolutionary guys from Cuba or something. Faye, Fan, and Che. That was Che. So as <laughs> yes, long as well, we just call me... It sounds plausible, though. Mm, it's close enough, though, <laughs> huh? It's Faye, Fan, and Che. <laughs> Faye, Fan, Che. <laughs> Follow-up. So it seems like the gold stainless steel smudges as much as the other phones smudge. Um, so I'll put a link in the show notes to a tweet from Quinn Nelson. Uh, and Quinn basically, he got a 12 Pro in like the, the, the regular size 12 Pro in gold and it's covered in smudges. Um, so basically what Matthew Panzerino was saying about this other process must have some other properties. Maybe it's like what makes this makes it so shiny compared to the other ones. Maybe it has some kind of durability difference, but the different process that they use for the gold stainless steel rails of the Pro models um, definitely do, does not make a difference to the amount of smudges that it picks up. Uh, this is the Magnetron stuff, right? Uh, yeah, whatever it was. It was like, had a, like a HI something, something, something. Um, mm -hmm. But there we go. Yeah. So. Uh. I guess this was bound to happen, right, with a shiny flat surface. Because like, like the, the old phones are shiny, but they're rounded. So like, right, if you look right. at your eleven, like actually really look at it, it's mine is covered in fingerprints, right? Right. But you just don't see them as much. I have decided personally that I will be able to let this go. It's not going to bother me. The the smudginess. Oh yeah, I really, I really don't care. Like, people really fine. seem to care about it though at the moment. Like it's like a thing. I don't like, know. People keep talking I, about how smudgy they are. I don't know. I just, I just guess I don't have the energy to think about fingerprints. Hmm. It well, just feels like until a very the police come and get you, <laughs> then you'll care. <laughs> like Why oh man, those fingerprints. Like, when I've done nothing. If uh, we all have our fingerprints chemically removed, then the smudginess won't be a problem, I guess. Well, that's a very good idea. Or then is it just flat smudges? Can so it, can it, can it, like, I don't think a smudge can be flat. Well, I guess it just be the shape of your finger. Yeah. There just won't be any ridges. What? How would you describe the shape of human fingers? Sausages. <laughs> so basically, if you can take a hot dog and put it inside of the phone, if that leaves uh, a mark, then there's no point removing our can, fingerprints. Do you have one handy? A handy? Right now? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a sausage handy, no. Maybe you could like just take like your palm or something. I don't know. <laughs> Please move to the next topic. Uh, I have discovered that I have magical powers. I have a very specific magical power. And it okay. is to summon Johnny Ive. On last week's episode of Connected, I said, where's Johnny? He hasn't done anything. Nothing's happened with Love From. Wow. Within Arsh. like an hour or so, <laughs> Airbnb announced that Johnny Ive is uh, coming on board. So this is a quote from Airbnb CEO Brian Chesky. Today I am thrilled to announce that Johnny and his partners at Love From will be engaging in a special collaboration with me and the Airbnb team. We have made the decision to work together through a multi-year relationship to design the next generation of Airbnb products and services. Mm -hmm. Johnny will also help us to continue to develop our internal design team, which he believes to be one of the world's best. This is okay. fascinating to me, Federico. 
I've got really bad news, Brian. The guy only likes white rooms. <laughs> <You're> gonna, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything. He's just going to create a set of experiences that are all white rooms. Look, I'm genuinely, really I was sorry. talking to Adina about this. I am really, really intrigued to see what can Johnny Ive, what are his skills for non-computer products? Like, mm. what is his design sensibility in other things, right? And like, because Airbnb in theory... Like in other objects and other contexts. Yeah, because Airbnb mm-hmm. could create physical things that they want to put in the Airbnb properties, right? Right. And And I wonder what that might look like or like even things just like other types of UI design that's not focused around fun. Like I'm keen to see what are the things that his name is attached to at Airbnb other than just helping them develop their internal practices. Can you explain something to me? Yeah, I could try. So uh, I don't necessarily follow this industry. I thought that Airbnb was the thing where people rent their place yeah, strangers. It is. Yeah. So how can Airbnb design someone else's place? Well, it might not be designing of interiors, although in theory they could do that. Um, but it could be designing of objects that go inside of interiors, right? So Airbnb have like different levels. And there is like this kind of like, I think it's called like Airbnb Select or something. Um, where it's like a different tier, where it's still people renting out their places, but they're only for Airbnb, right? And it's like, this is all we do. Oh, and so it's like an Airbnb exclusive. Kind of. And those get, they actually get like products and specific things sent to them. Ah. Um, but yeah, they also have, See, you know. You could explain it to me. I Maybe. So yeah, they, they do a bunch of things, right? And obviously they have their own, design around their products and their website and their advertising and all that kind of stuff. But as Airbnb continue to grow and I'm sure are adapting, right, in the mm. pandemic times and beyond, um, I'm sure that they're going to do other things and they may want to do more experiences and they may want to have some kind of physical products that that go along with certain types of Airbnbs. I don't know what they're going to do, but I am intrigued to see what Johnny will do because this is his first thing, right? Like, outside of the stuff that he's designed with Mark Newsom for charity, which typically tends to have some kind of technology flair, I'm just intrigued. Mm. But when I say this is my magical power, Federico, summoning Johnny, this isn't the first time this has happened. I once summoned Johnny Ive into physical space. I don't think you'd summon him. Well, all I know is there has been on more than one occasion. I have just one one other occasion. On one, this is now two. Two is a pattern. (laughs) There was once a time where I was at an Apple store and Johnny, I've appeared in the Apple store. Have you ever done that? I don't think that's how it works. You can just run into somebody randomly and then say that you summoned the person. Yeah, but then I mentioned him and said like, oh, what's he doing? Having done nothing for a long period of time. And then all of a sudden, he's at Airbnb. Who would have predicted that? Not you. No, well, I'll give you that. All that has been proven so far is I have a skill for summoning Johnny Ive. Okay. Can you oh. imagine? Can you imagine if is I if I had him any, on the show right now? How would you feel if, like, all of a sudden we just dialed him in? Is there any other use to this skill besides bragging rights right here? Do you really need? I mean, what is a skill if it's not just for bragging rights? Well, okay, 
Apple has updated Clips, finally. Mm. It now uh, will work in uh, portrait mode rather than just creating square video. You can create horizontal and landscape. video. And landscape. Even landscape. On the iPad, there's a brand mm-hmm. new UI with actual mm-hmm. popovers. Imagine that. It took him, what, three years? I don't think... Uh, this is the third version. I don't think it's been a version a year. Clips came out with the iPhone 10, I think. Right. So that's it's been three years in existence. And they now finally support other formats. Mm-hmm. Um, there is not square video. Mm-hmm. And they do have a proper iPad UI. You can use it in landscape. And it even supports the magic keyboard and the pointer. So I'm intrigued. It seems like a re- Yeah. I want to I mean, try it out for like Instagram stuff, which mm. is what it should have been the whole time um, for like stories. And I'm sure it would be good for the TikToks and, and all that kind of stuff too. Uh, but I haven't I haven't been able to download it yet because it's not available yet. They've announced it, but it's I don't know rolling out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to play with it. They do support HDR video, and you can you know it's uh, I guess at this point it is probably the best way to do Memoji videos on your device because the Memoji are bigger. Well, I guess they are still input like you can record a Memoji video that is only the Memoji character in messages. Mm. but it's a small head in the Messages app. Here, it gets bigger, but you can still see part of your body because it's like a real-time effect. So I guess you, you still need to use Messages if you only want the emoji. Still, though, like you can do live captions, uh, plenty of nice effects. They have um, true depth camera effects. Mm. Uh, this was one of the features that they launched with the iPhone X. Um it doesn't have any LiDAR integration, I think, still. Um, so that'd be fun to to add in a future version of the app. Um, but yeah, this is pretty cool. I want to play with it. I think it could be fun for Instagram stories, for sure. So uh, there's been a problem with the tvOS review. I don't see. I, I don't believe you. Like, there has been a problem. I'm having a problem. Uh, my Apple TV will not update to to tvOS 14. No, I don't believe... I don't, have you Googled a, a, a solution? Even just have you bothered? saying it failed. I've been have trying. You, have you bothered Googling the solution besides texting us that you have this problem? No. Don't, don't you think you should have at least tried that? All right. Apple TV won't update. How to update your Apple TV. I did all these things. You should have the K-Base isn't the helping me. Look, so, I'm sure this happened to me before. There has been a delay. I Maybe, you know, like, look, all I'm going to say is when you accidentally updated your iPhone, no one no one was mean to you about it. We all tried to offer solutions. You're just saying, what's wrong with you? You haven't even Googled. See, the thing is, you promised this review like almost two months ago. Yeah, but like, look, sometimes things get late. Yeah, but you're later than I was for my I mean, iOS review, which yeah, was a real review, not this charade wow. that we're playing wow. with this tvOS review. Wow. Mine was an actual thing, and wow. you're later with your fake thing than I was with my real one. Wow. I mean, it's harsh, but everybody's thinking it. We're That's all thinking it. Harsh. The people in the chat room are just too kind That's super to harsh. say this. You know, I try, Where I try is this my review, Michael? Have you, the, have, have you started taking notes? Of course I have research. I've been doing research. What is this? Re- what does it look like? 
It's a mind map. <laughs> and by that you mean that it's all in your mind. Yes, right? I have it's mapped it all out in my mind. <laughs> How convenient of you. It's not that convenient because I have to like remember it all constantly. It's actually quite a big mental load. But you have a really good memory. I mean, to, to, to share all these lies with us, you must whoa, have a really good memory. Whoa, whoa, hang on a minute. So I'm pretty sure you can keep a TVOS review in your mind. Wow. Wow. I guess we'll keep waiting for the next excuse at this point. Do your thing, man. We'll just we'll keep waiting, and when and if it eventually comes out, we will be ready to enjoy the review. It's just you're not making it easy for yourself to have no. us believe you. Uh, no, it's, Apple's not making it easy for me. Sure. Because, you know, they kept delaying features, and then... Also, Kate makes a really good point. How can you have done any research if the OS is not on your television? Documentation. Ah, uh, yes, I, because there's so much TVOS documentation around. I never said there was a lot. This is part of the problem, <laughs> is trying to find some. <laughs> right. That's the real right. issue. It's the research is difficult because there's not a lot of sources out there. Okay, so I see. <laughs> you should have been at this stage in June, <laughs> not in late October. <laughs> I would have been if there was more resources. Right. It's taken a right. long time to pull all this together because there isn't really a lot happening. Right. In the TVOS right. world, I just want to state for the record, I never wanted to do this this year. Then it it, it got thrust upon me never, by you two. Never trusted. Like, what are you saying? I you have did it been one saying time. for you. You've been saying for the past year uh -huh. that you want to be the TVOS guy. Just like consuming it, you know. And, and, and we played along right. with your newfound interest, mm. and we encouraged you. I do use it a lot. <laughs> I probably use the TV, Apple TV, more than than you or Stephen do, <laughs> but maybe that's just where it should have ended. Well, you know, okay. we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. We will. I'm sure we will. Also, we don't have the time for it today, anyway. Whatever. But you also said mm -hmm. that Jason convinced you to wait for yeah, TVOS for. Okay, so did the error occur when trying to install the beta? Or no. just the regular Just the regular update. software update is not working okay. for me at the moment. Okay. So we've got a lot of steps. Not really. You just need to Google the error. and I'm I sure don't want to talk about this anymore. So uh, let's go <laughs> to our first Stephen-provided advertisement break. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Pingdom from SolarWinds. Do you have a website, and does that website have things like a shopping cart, registration form, contact us pages? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need Pingdom. Nobody wants their critical website transactions to fail. That means a bad experience for your users and could mean lost business for you. But the good news is you can set up transaction monitoring with Pingdom. Transaction monitoring will alert you when cart checkout forms and login pages fail, before they affect your customers and your business. Pingdom will let you know the moment any of these fail in whatever way is best for you. You can customize how you're alerted and who is alerted depending on the outage severity. Pingdom cares about your users having the smoothest site experience possible, and if disaster strikes, you'll be the first to know. It's super easy to get started. Just go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. 
And when you sign up, use the code CONNECTED at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of the show and Relay FM. There's been some new app updates that I wanted to talk to you about, Federico. Okay, talk to me about apps. I'm your so, Halide, is that how you say it? I That's how I say it. Um, right. I don't think it's the correct way to say it. I think it, this is one of those it. things where I've only can remember how you say it, so now I say it that way. Halide. I, bet, I yeah. bet John Voorhees says Halide. I think John Voorhees knows how to say a lot of words that we don't know. Because he used to be a lawyer, and so he knows a lot of fancy words. Uh, yeah, I wonder if halide as a phrase comes up a lot in legal uh, <laughs> documentation. Maybe. I don't know what it means. Anyway, so halide is a uh, camera application. It's been around for a while now. And one of the things that it does, uh, and one of its reasons for existence, is allowing for people to take raw photography. Right. <laughs> How did you say that? Raw. Raw, oh, that's really nice. It's like a, it's a like really... a lion. I mean purely lion. Yeah, it's a very nice sound. Like it's just raw <laughs> photography. <laughs> so so I I know that I have tried to use Halide a bunch and like get daunted by it because it's like mm. I don't know what any of this does. And like even when I was trying to use it after the update, I like swiped on the screen and changed the ISO and then everything was hor- horrific and I didn't really know what to do with it. So I'm not using the manual controls. It's one of the other things that it does. I'm trying to use the auto controls. And I'm not really sure what I'm doing yet, but I want to get to grips of it. And this reminds me of when I first started to use like Visco, um, where like I didn't really know what I was doing there either. But then once I kind of understood what the controls did, I was happy with the results and I use it now and I feel very confident in it. Um, but it seems like Halide 2 has got a bunch of, or Halide Mark 2 because it's a camera has got a bunch of interesting things going on. And I wanted to try and get to grips with some of the basics of this application before it integrates with Apple Pro Raw. Because Apple Pro Raw sounds more intriguing to me of like, apply all of the stuff that the phone does and then let me add stuff in from there. Because when I think about like, one of the things that I like to do in Visco is like control the colors and the contrast and the exposure and stuff. And my understanding is you get way more control over that when you're coming from a raw photography. But what I don't want to lose is a lot of the computational stuff. And I feel like this is probably somewhat frustrating for the Halide developers that they had created something called Instant Raw, which seemed to be doing some of this stuff. And then Pro Raw can obviously do more of it. But I'm sure they've, they will benefit from the work that they've done and they'll be able to integrate Pro Raw. And so I wanted to get to grips with some of this stuff before them. It brings a bit lots of inf- like lots of updates for things that I don't really understand, like histograms and waveform data, but it looks really nice. Um, and there are tutorials in the applications now, in this application now that I want to try out, which is something that they've added in version two, which hopefully will be able to teach me a little bit more about how to use the app itself. But I have taken some pictures with it, and I do like some of the features it has, Federico, where like it uses haptics to indicate to you if you're holding the phone steady or mm. like that you've actually, you know, that, that you're, so you wanted to take something top down. 
it it lines up and gives you a little haptic when you're actually That's level nice. over the 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 like the horizon plane. So like the horizontal plane. So yeah, I like it. I I don't really understand it yet, but I'm making it a point to try and get my head around it a little bit more. It is very beautiful. It is very well made. Um, but I'm kind of like approaching it with this kind of thought in mind. So similarly, if, if anybody has any particular resources that they think could be useful for me for using Halide Mark II, please send them my way. But I'm going to try out the tutorials as well that are in the application. Yeah, that sounds really nice. Personally, I've kind of learned to accept the fact that I will never truly understand these apps mm -hmm. like for pro and manual photography and i think i'm fine with it now like i have definitely time... felt this way in the past and and yeah and, and, and if and i'm also fine with it that if i go through this process a little bit and feel like this doesn't work for me like i'll be fine like i've i've long accepted before now that like i'm i'm okay if general like good photography stuff passes me by the only reason that made me come back to it is the fact that i feel like from an editing perspective like not only do i feel like i know how to use the tools now i feel like i know what i want and i know how to get it out of an image so the fact that i've been able to get to that point has made me want to reassess looking at the like the capture applications again mhm mm yeah, I get it. I get it. And I and I tried, but I really like I really struggled with it. And I think yep. at this point I'm fine with just using the camera app and yes. trusting the system. But I'm also intrigued by Pro Raw, which is coming to the camera app at some point later this year, I guess. Mm -hmm. Maybe 14.3 or something. Um, because that will be available in the camera app and you will be able to edit in the photos app. Um, and you, in theory, ProRAW will combine the benefits of RAW, but with also with the computational um, processing that Apple does. So it's sort of, it's kind of similar to what uh, Halide is doing in the latest version, but made by Apple. And so that, that intrigues me. But even if it doesn't work out, and even if, um, if the whole process is daunting and I don't understand like sharpness and ISO and all mm -hmm. these things, like I'm fine with the, whatever comes out of the iPhone's camera. Mm -hmm. It's, I think I've learned to accept that it's one of the things I don't want to stress about anymore. And I'm cool with it. Now we go from an application that is not in your wheelhouse to an application that could be more in your wheelhouse, which is Reader 5. Mm. Now, Why I do you want to talk about Reader 5? Are you using... Reader oh, I've been using or... RSS for like a year. Oh, yes, with only a handful of feeds. Yeah, right? small, small, okay. small amount of feeds keeps, in it, but it's really good for show prep, uh, and I like have, and, and I've, I'm like 100% back in the RSS land. And I saw that Reader Five came out, and it was surprising and interesting to me for a couple of reasons. One, it was like I don't understand why this application is a new application. Like, surely a really nicely made RSS app is like prime for a subscription model. Right? Yeah. It right. really feels like he, that, that, that the read, is it Silvio, the reader developer? Yes. Is that, that he should be charging an annual fee for the app. Like I don't understand because I just feel like today, even though the, the, the process of moving from four to five was good, like there was a flow where like you open the old app and it moves your things, I had to reset some settings again, you know? And I just feel like this is the type of application that has a market that loves this type of application. Like, 
a subscription model for apps like this. It just seems like the logical thing to me. And I know that people get upset, but people get upset when you do what he did as well, which is have a new app in charge for it, right? Yeah. Like, So there is no path to paid upgrades that people are going to be happy about. But this just feels like the type of application that I would very happily pay a subscription for. Because, I mean, I, I also pay a subscription for... See, this would have been the perfect time for him to bring it into existence as well, to be honest, because now you can also use Reader as your RSS service. Yes. Because it syncs like iCloud. So the business proposition could have been cancel your subscription service and give me the money instead. But Mm -hmm. nevertheless, I can't tell people how to run their businesses. I'm sure that this works for them. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. Um, But so I saw it and I was like, why why would I want, I don't know why I want this. Like looking at the images, it was like, this looks very much like the app I'm currently using. Then I heard you on one of the many app uh, Mac stories related <laughs> properties. Um, I listen. So the problem I have with app stories unwind and unplugged is I tend to listen to them one after another. So it kind of blends. So I have no idea which show I hear you and John say things. Well, about. I mean, as long as you're listening, that's. But fine. I listen to all of them. I'm a big fan of the, <laughs> the Mac you. stories extended universe. So it, I think it was unwind. That sounds. You, Possible. You yes. described Reader 5 as like an extension of your own hands. That was Unwind, yes. And I was like, I need to try it out. And I can't, I don't think I can explain it any better than you, but it feels so much more modern and fluid yeah. in a way that I wouldn't have expected based on how well Reader 4 worked. Um, and the native column layout on iPadOS I really like as well. It has mm-hmm. widgets if you want that, but I don't want widgets for RSS. Um, you could, as I said before, you can use now use Reader as an RSS client itself, and it syncs the subscriptions via iCloud. And then there are also lots of improvements to the Read Later features. Um, c- can you do a better job than me of selling the features of the app? Like, because it is a weird one where it's like this app just feels a lot nicer, which is mm-hmm. a, a peculiar thing to upgrade for. But it, if you use it every day, you feel the benefit. Yeah, it's it's full of those details that Silvio really knows how to deliver. He's been doing this for over a decade mm-hmm. at this point. And Reader was one of the first apps that I ever reviewed on Mac Stories. And the way that Silvio delivers these details is very clever because they're there and they're not in your face. Like sometimes you, you install an app from the App Store and they try to be too fancy with, the, for example, things like the animations or the graphics. Yep, yep, yep. And they're kind of garish and you notice them and you're like, yeah, I get it. You wanted to do this fancy, like, elastic effect. And it's cute the first time I see it, but then it's kind of, you know, get out of my way. You're just slowing me down. I get it. It's like too saccharine, you know, you, too, it's just too much. But we reader, those detail, details are there but somehow you only notice them at the appropriate time. Like a few days ago, I noticed the transition for when you're scrolling feeds inside of a folder and the title of the folder bounces when the heading of the section reaches the title bar. And it's a very like it's a very small detail, detail and it's kind of inconsequential, but... I noticed it and I was like, wow, that's like, it's been here the whole time and I never saw it. And mm. now I did. And it's, it's, it's a really beautiful effect. 
And imagine this applied to the whole experience, right? This this almost like it's 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 a it's an attention to detail that I've rarely seen in any developer. I think uh, editorial maybe comes to mind years ago. Uh, Lauren Brichter with Tweety had the same attention to detail. Very few developers can nail this implementation of beautiful details that are pretty to look at, but they're not in your face at the same time. And Reader is one of those apps, and especially Reader 5. But it's not just the, as you mentioned, the fluidity of the interface and this attention to small design touches and details. It's also the functionality itself. So the, I really like the fact that Reader can be both an RSS client and a read later app at the and, same time. And the read later thing came with version 4, didn't it? It came with version 4. Yeah. And in version 5, you can also now tag your saved articles. And the tagging works in a bunch of different ways. Um, you can manually tag inside of the app, but you can also enable a setting that modifies the extension. So Reader has an extension called Save to Read Later. And if you enable this option, anytime you save something, you also get the option of tagging it upfront. So you don't need to op open Reader and do the tagging later. You can tag upon saving an article. And Reader also has really excellent shortcuts integration which means that you can build shortcuts to retrieve articles from Reader and, and do things like searching by title and searching by tag. In fact, I'm going to share one of these shortcuts this Friday in Club Max Stories Weekly for club members. But the, the combination of all these features, it means that Reader at the same time can be both super intuitive, the kind of app that you open, you scroll through for like two minutes and it does its thing, it's polished, it's elegant, and then you're done with it and you close it. Mm. Or it can be a power user app with things like shortcuts and tagging and adding multiple accounts and having multiple columns. And the way that these two natures uh, coexist in a single product, I think that's where the talent of a developer comes in. Balancing these two aspects, some apps, they, you know, they, they are skewed toward one direction sometimes. And, and so you get the the power user application that is kind of ugly and it doesn't really care about the details, you know? Like mm -hmm. Neutron Player, for example. <laughs> it's one of those. And sometimes you get the, the thing that is too fancy for its own good. You know, lots of animations, lots of transitions. Well, it's form of a function, function of a form. Exactly. But Reader is an example of an application that actually somehow balances those things. Balancing both. Uh, it takes a lot of work, uh, which explains why Reader has few updates, right? It's not the kind of app that has an update every few days. Very few updates, and it's, but especially over the past two to three years when Silvio sort of came back to development. I don't know what happened in their lives, but he came back and, you know, Reader gets regular updates. Not too many, but he gets them. And when you get a Reader update, you know that it's, you know, there's something <laughs> really special in it. I don't know. Can I? Did I sell this enough? Yeah, I think you've you've at least helped explain a little bit more. I mean, I I have one thing that I would love the app to do is like it has a read later built in, right? And now, and what's cool is that you can add read later from inside of your RSS, but you can also add random articles from the web, mm. either via shortcuts or via. I don't know if there's an action extension, um, but there's a Safari extension on the Mac 
where you can add things in. So basically using Reader as like an Instapaper. Yeah. But I want to be I want to see all of my stuff in one view like at the moment if you're in your RSS and you want to see your read later you have to back out to accounts and then switch into read later oh you want to have everything together like a unified inbox oh no 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 that's what I would like (laughs) Mm. right because for me it's like if I'm saving things from around the web it's for when I'm ready to sit down and go read them and when Mm. I'm in RSS is when I'm ready to sit down and read things Right. It's just like that's kind of like the mode shift for me. I only open my RSS app when I'm ready to read stuff. I don't I don't do what I think sometimes someone like you might do, which is like that's where I go to check the news. Like I'm not doing that. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like okay. I'm ready to to consume for either preparation or for pleasure and now I'm so I want it all there. Because I've used the read later feature a few times to save things and I forget about them because I never think to go and look for it. Like I would like to see them all in one view. But you know, who knows, maybe that's something for the future. I have some um wireless charging related stuff for you, Federica. Okay. Not not for me, not for you. But I think it's more for you. Uh so okay. Mofi is making a battery pack that mm. clips onto iPhones and charges with Qi charging. Um it uses this like stick on attachment has a clip on it that you can then attach other accessories to so they 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 also give you like a standy type thing or like a like a little thing you can hold on to i don't want to say pop socket because it's it's quite simple Mm. um but then you can pop that off and you can put a battery on it now the benefit of this is you could have multiple batteries so you could have two batteries and then once you've run through another one just clip another one on so it's actually quite a clever way of uh doing this type mm. of charging. Um, it you know, it doesn't seem to have anything MagSafe about it, of course, because this has been in development right. for a while, I'm sure. Um, but it is quite a clever system um, of charging to, to have like these multiple battery packs. It's called Juice Pack Connect. And then you just clip new ones on. Okay. I, I mean, it's it sounds pretty cool. It looks pretty cool. Now for me, it kind of feels very plasticky. Like there's a lot of plastic going mm-hmm, on here, mm-hmm. and I don't. I'm not necessarily a fan of the bulk of the whole thing. Uh, I myself, I do prefer like a much simpler affair. Um, I have an external USB-C battery, and when I need it, I I I use it for like 30, 40 minutes, mm-hmm. and I top up top up my 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 iPhone and. Um, like I did today, for example, I brought it back to 80% battery because I've been using it this morning a lot. And uh, and then I stopped using the battery. I just, I, I, unless I'm going out and I need to use the wallet case, I'm not a fan of real chunky, plasticky things. Uh, you know, for example, I know a lot of people who, who, who use the uh, other box cases, you know, that mm-hmm. looks like, it makes your iPhone look like a tank that needs to go to war. Yep. Uh, and it's like, oh, with, it's like, yeah, with this phone, with this case, I'm, even if I drop my phone, it, it, it won't hurt itself. And I'm like, yeah, but you're using something that looks like a brick. And mm. You can hurt yourself maybe with it. Like, I think uh, Autobox's original thing was making phones waterproof, right? Like, I think... That's where Otter Box, like you basically had this like oh. big plastic box that you put the phone Otter in. Otter Box. 
right? Oh I think God. that was their thing. Like when they first came around, I just like, thought they like otters. Maybe they do, but it's like you can take your phone into the water. Like I think that was like kind of the thing about it when it first came around. I see. Um, and now they've they've slimmed down. This was the company that just invested in. Oh, they did bridge. Put, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm intrigued to see what um, that will do. So yeah, I'm not a not a huge fan of this design myself. I think it's a pretty cool idea. Uh, sort of this, I do like the modularity involved in yep. this. Like you can clip multiple things. That's pretty cool. I mean, I like uh, that the to get into this system, it's pretty lo- small. It's low, right? Like I don't like these systems where you also have to use the phone case that that company makes. Mm-hmm. Right. That that frustrates me. Like this system is just like you just got to stick this thing either onto a phone or onto any case that you want, and it will work. I like that. And yeah. the thing that you actually stick onto the phone is quite slim. So, yeah. but yeah, I, I wouldn't want to charge my phone with these, but also I don't use battery packs. So, I mean, if I was the type of person that got through a battery pack a day because of whatever it is I'm doing, I could see value in this because then I could have a couple of them and mm-hmm. I would always have one ready to go, right? It always one charge. So, so clever. it is very clever. It is very clever. Also, I don't feel like I need external batteries much these days because I no. I'm not going outside much. No. No. So all these products, they will be, uh, I guess, useful for a lot more people once again, ideally, hopefully, at some point. In the future. <laughs> Late next year, yep. maybe. Yeah. According to an FCC filing, it seems that reverse wireless charging may be possible in future Apple products with the use of MagSafe. So this is from the FCC filing from Apple. In addition to being able to be charged by a desktop WPT charger puck, I don't know what that means, 2020 iPhones also support WPT charging function at 360 kilohertz to charge accessories. Currently, the only accessory that can be charged by iPhones is an external potential Apple accessory in future, which is so weird. Like, this is like another Mm. one of those things where, like, clearly COVID messed it all up, right? And that they, they, Apple would never submit something like this where it very clearly says, this phone has a feature you don't know about and we're working on a product that's going to support it, right? But timelines are all messed up. Um, We're going to talk about AirPods later on in the show. I think it sounds like an AirPods case, like a new AirPods case for new AirPods and maybe for old ones that can draw a small amount of power from the MagSafe connector to charge, right? Like that seems like the logical product to me. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. How great would that be? That would be really nice. I would be so into it. Um, That would be really nice. And speaking of MagSafe and AirPods, I texted you, both you and and, um, Fen, Fen. a few days ago. (laughs) I texted Che and Fen a few days ago. (laughs) And I was like, hey, homies, I I discovered, because I totally was not paying attention during the keynote, or maybe just passed me by, I don't know. I had no idea that you could charge your AirPods with the MagSafe charger. And then you told me, well, duh, uh, uh, Faye. It's a chi. It, come on, Faye. It's a chi. <laughs> come, it's like, come on, Faye. It can be a chi charger for any device. I see. I just, I just didn't know that. Well, you know what uh, I would have loved so much if you would have like thought you'd stumbled upon something and like quickly and tweeted, tweeted it. about it. <laughs> like, whoa! Did anybody? Why is nobody talking about this? 
you know, you have made me so self-conscious about this. Uh, I can't believe no one is talking about this kind of stuff. Yeah. That every time I think nobody is talking about anything, I check with you guys first. Because, because it's one of the most annoying like <laughs> things. One of my favorite tweets of all time is it's, it, it, it I I don't remember exactly off my head, but it's like in quotes, why is nobody talking about this? said everybody who is talking about this. <laughs> right? Like someone is always talking about it. Whatever it is, I can assure you someone's talking about it but yes mm -hmm. why is nobody talking about this well they are federico you just weren't reading them uh, i just wasn't paying attention i guess that would be super cool it would be kind of interesting and weird too right if apple were like lol there's a feature inside your phone that you don't know about it I does would, reverse wireless charging you. have they ever done that is there a precedent for mm. this is why we need fan is there a precedent a precedent for um a feature that was later enabled and it was there. We just didn't know about it. Not that Why I can recall. I, I'm thinking of something. Why am I thinking of something right now? Well, maybe because there is something. Uh, there is like, you know, there have been software features that have come, but like hardware to software, I, I don't know. I don't know about that. There, like people were telling us about other software features. No, not software, like not an app, not like a, a software upgrade. Like this is like a piece of hardware that's inside the phone that is does nothing. We don't even know it even has the capability to do anything, right? So not U1 because they told us about the U1 chip. We knew that. And I mean, it's done nothing so far. But Steven like, mentioned something about these kinds of things at some point before. I mean, I'm sure. Let's 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 restrict it to iOS devices. I don't want to talk about Max in this cuz it's like, okay. oh well, like it started to support this gigahertz rating and mm. no bunch of nerds. <laughs> 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 no, I won't accept that. Uh I think it's this stuff is more interesting with, with like uh closed console devices, I think they're called these days. Oh, uh, come I, on. Please don't. Uh, <laughs> Please never use it again in front of me. No, okay. So there you go. I, I, I can't think of anything, but it would be super cool. Um, and I guess really there would be nothing to say about it right now if it is a feature that has to be enabled by there being an accessory that can use it. Because, I mean, clearly if I put my current AirPods on the back of a, a new phone, it doesn't charge, right? Like it, there's something about that is inside of that coil or inside of the whole MagSafe setup that they've got that will somehow enable it. Um, so I think that's I think the possibility of that is interesting and I would like to know. Last mm -hmm. thing is if you want to get the 15 watt MagSafe charging, you have to use a 20 watt Apple adapter to do it. Eh, there seems to be some confusion around this. All right, um, let, so let me if you will allow me, let me read to you the research that I've done and if you have a, a, a secondary point, I would love to hear it. So yes, it's from what I have seen and from the 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 um. The, the research that I have pulled from uh, is that basically you get slower speeds if you use any adapter that isn't the 20 watt, whether it's high or low. So you can get, if you use the 18 watt adapter that came with phones last year, you get 13 watts of charging. If you use higher adapters, like higher wattage adapters, you get even 
like wilder charging. So like if you use the 96 watt MacBook Pro adapter, you get 10 watts of MagSafe charging. So uh, this is what I've seen. Uh, Potentially some third-party chargers might work, right? Mm. But it seems like that there is a weirdness even amongst Apple's thing, which is just, it's frustrating, I think, uh, that this is a 39 dollar adapter thing that does you can't that tells you you're going to get one speed but you've also got to have the right type of charger to get it so i think what some people are saying on twitter is that um the the charger the usb adapter the brick that you use um in order to charge the iphone at full speed via magsafe it needs to support the to support the 20 watt power delivery 3.0 spec right which means 9 volts 2.22 ampere um right. and there's a few third party it's uh, my understanding is that this is a relatively new spec right. but there's a, already a couple of chargers from uh, folks like um, anchor and oki right. that support that are compatible with this um and the, i think the problem is even if you get a higher, because some people, you know, a lot of people would think, well, okay, 20 watts, what if I give you 60 watts? I bet that's going to be better, right? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work like that because of these, like, um, oh, God. It's the specs. It's the power delivery specs, the, potentially. The, the, right. All these power delivery specs are different. And the fact that the, it's a higher number, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's optimized yeah. for something that requires less watts, fewer watts, but with a different spec. Because yeah. so, like for me personally, I don't care that you can buy an Anchor charger that will do this. I honestly think that it's it's ridiculous that the MagSafe doesn't come with a brick. It should. I think that that is... Like, okay. I believe the MagSafe so, should come with an adapter. The phone, I can let go, right? Like, and I have... Like, for me personally, it's like, okay, like, whatever. Like, I can charge no, it. I no, no, okay. I'm popular opinion time. Hey. I have yet to hear from any of my friends that I've showed the iPhone 12 Pro to. From anyone who believes that Apple is doing this for the environment. People are just not buying it. Of course they're not buying it. And honestly, There's no reason to buy it because they're not just doing it for the environment. It also saves them money, right? Like, uh, well, well, you read some Apple websites, you would think that some folks actually believe it. Look, I believe that they are doing it part A for the environment, part B for money saving. Like, you can hold two opinions okay. right like so and i believe I, that there's both of these things i feel like i still feel like i think it's a laudable initiative and maybe i'm a bad person and i take full responsibility for what i'm about to say i just feel like it's kind of cheap not to include a charger in the box when you're buying a thousand dollar phone mm. i just think it's cheap and Especially because you know a lot of people resell their phones, and when mm-hmm. you resell the phone, they want you the get charger. a higher value. You want, you know, mm. the other person wants the charger and the cable. Also, and a lot so of the reselling companies require one. Right. Maybe and that will change, right? But at the moment, that's kind of the case. Yeah, I don't know. It just feels kind of cheap not to include one. I mean, you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't understand the environment enough. But you know, I. Once again, we have talked about this before. Because I'm a man of the people, uh, unlike Stephen and you, uh, I, you know, I like to talk 
to the common folk and understand their thoughts and and opinions. And honestly, like every time I like one of my friends asked me, so is there really no uh, no charger in the box? I'm like, yeah. And and they're like, why? Uh, and I say, well, in theory, they're saying that it's for the environment, and they always start laughing at me. So, of course, I, I don't mean, think because people. This isn't. A, I mean this to be me. People tend to be cynical, right? So, like, they're not going to believe that. Even if Apple reduced the cost and said it was for the environment, people still wouldn't believe them, right? But mm. in this instance. I think that there is a bit of column A and a bit of column B, and it is helping them at a time when the iPhones got more expensive to reduce some cost. Because like people think like, oh, how? I mean, like, how much does a charger cost? It's not just the cost of the charger, right? When they talk about the fact that they can put more phones on a boat and or on a plane and move them, that shipping that they are making better for the environment means the shipping of the phones is cheaper, right? Like the whole process is cheaper. They spend less on cardboard. They spend like everything cheaper. Like the, the marginal gains make up to money, right? So like not including the, the power adapter in the box saves them money across the entire stack, right? Which is at a year when they wanted it because the phones are more expensive to make now because they're all OLED. But as, as has been pointed out many times, we can keep rehashing it here. If you want to see the fact that this is not just for the environment, look at the fact that they removed it from the older phones and didn't change the cost of them. Right? Yeah. So, like, if you buy an SE or a 10R, you don't get the power adapter in the box anymore, but the phone costs the same amount of money. Mm. But nevertheless... We took this tangent, which is I'm sure everybody listening to the show is sick of hearing people talk about this now, and I apologize. I think that they that the, it is actually worse, in my opinion, to sell the MagSafe adapter without a charger when it benefits from a specific charger that nobody owns because Apple didn't make one. There was no Apple 20-watt charger before now, right? that like I believe the MagSafe adapter should have come with the 20-watt charger in the box so everyone could benefit from the extra speeds that they're supposed to get from the thing. And plus it costs $39. And I hate that the cable's one meter. <laughs> yeah. Let's have Stephen once again save us from this uh, this trail of conversation. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Ahrefs. SEO has been a mystery to me forever, but spending a few minutes with Ahrefs really helped me understand how I could better implement improvements for the Relay FM website. So do you work for a big brand or maybe you're like me with a small business? Well, getting traffic to your website either way can be a real challenge. There's a lot of competition out there. Ahrefs is the all-in-one SEO tool set that solves that problem. It gives the tools you need to rank your websites in Google and get you tons of search traffic. The best part is it's all really easy to use and understand. They do a really good job at explaining these terms and these mysteries of SEO, really making it simple. Ahrefs uncovers how your competitors are getting traffic and why. You can see the pages and content that send them the most traffic and you can get estimated search volumes with their Keyword Explorer tool. So you can see how well a piece of content is likely to perform before you write it. Ahrefs has a bunch of useful stuff. Content Explorer can help you find guest blogging opportunities. 
and Rank Tracker, which lets you track the progress on your keywords. It even picks up broken backlinks and help you fix them. So take the mystery out of SEO. Go to hrefs.com right now. That's A-H-R-E-F-S.com. Sign up for their seven-day trial for just $7. Get reports on your website, see what's performing well, and figure out your next move. So whether you have a personal website that you want to gain a following on or your company needs more traffic to convert into sales, go there now, hrefs.com. Get that $7 trial. Our thanks to Hrefs for their support of the show and Relay FM. Let's talk about headphones. So Montgomery saved <laughs> Michael. I uh-huh. saved the bombshell reveal oh. Whoa. for this segment. Wow! Bombshell reveal time. Okay, is but it not, is y- it not now? Yet. Or are we going to be doing yet. it in a minute? Not okay. yet. Just it, in general, this World is exclusive? bombshell reveal time. Okay, but not yet. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bombshell, but not yet. Mark Gurman and Debbie Wu are reporting for Bloomberg. There are two new AirPod models in the works at Apple. There is a third-gen regular AirPods with a shorter stem and replaceable ear tips. Mm. I am concerned that they Me will be too. changing the original AirPods to be mm. in-ear. I do not think this is a good idea. Please do not do this. <laughs> Again, for all those fr- reasons. All those friends that I talk to, like all of them, they... Stuck with the regular AirPods. Look they how didn't upset get the Faye AirPods will Pro. be. Fen. Because Faye? Fen. What's Fen. his name again? Is it Fen? Fen. Fen. Fen stuck with the original AirPods for this A reason. A lot of people, many people are saying that they don't like the rubber tips and the in-ear tips because they make them feel sick. I don't like the in-ear tips. They, they're not good for me, but I love the noise cancellation, so I accept it. You know, like right. my left doesn't matter what I use, the left ear always falls out for me. Like yeah. I've developed a, another magical sense I have of knowing exactly when I need to catch the falling AirPod. <laughs> like I know the moment it's going to fall out of my ear and my left hand just comes up and I grab it. Mm-hmm. it all, they fall out for me all the time, but the noise cancellation in the AirPods Pro is so good Very that good. I will take anything for it mm-hmm. because I love it. But they shouldn't and also I just don't think that like Apple should make an isolation without transparency mode. You shouldn't have mm. an eye. Like, they should continue to have a, a. If they want to make replaceable tips, they can do that. But the base of it should be just as they are now. So. I think the regular AirPods sh- should stay simple. Yes. I think one of the things that people really like about them is that they're simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, why does everything need to get need to get more complex over time? Don't I don't do get it. No, don't, don't do, do that. It. People love them because they're simple. Mm-hmm. You just put them on and you're done. Or and also don't maybe, make AirPods more like AirPods Pro. Exactly. Make people want to buy AirPods Pro. Like, but don't, maybe, yeah. what if we're not thinking about this right? Mm-hmm. What if we're all thinking of rubber tips? But maybe Apple is making like an interchangeable plastic part of the like the actual Why? shape of the airpod. Oh okay, maybe you get different sizing but it doesn't go in the ear. R- right, you just replace the mm. the actual uh, shell of mm-hmm. the like you unscrew it or something mm-hmm. like you just replace the actual shell. And then and they could have shape. like those wings, you know, like the sport ones do. Or something. You know what I'm right. talking about where it goes in the right. ear like they could have those too. I uh, will hope that it's that, right? That's what we can hope for. 
Uh, Apple also working on a second generation of AirPods Pro, which until I read this report was not something that I had thought about. But now I'm like, yeah, make them better, right? Like I hadn't considered a second generation of AirPods Pro coming anytime soon. Um, the rumors say that they're going to be more compact with a shorter stem potentially a more rounder shape that fills more of the ear this is what a lot of apple's competitors are doing so like the you know galaxy buds surface buds amazon buds i think they're all called that they they kind of they 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 fill more of the ear itself rather than just relying on being in the ear which i wonder for me might actually help keep mine in i don't know Uh, because it like maybe balances where the the like the pressure point is, like the where the lever is. I don't know. Uh, apparently, though, this new shape design has been difficult during development. So in uh, Generation 2, we might not see that much of a design change except for a shorter stem. Uh, I don't know how much shorter the stem could be and continue to be mm. useful, but, but I also thought that about AirPods Pro, though. When I saw them, I was like, oh, that's too small, um, and I find it to be wonderfully comfortable and great. I don't know. I feel like I can barely grab it right now. I think if you can, if you make the, sh- I, the stem yes. shorter, like it would be too at, that, short. at that point, at that point, you will just have to change the gesture to control. And I guess if you're making them round, then it'll become like a touch gesture again, like tapping or touching or swiping, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess that's what the other buds are doing. You know, you tap them or you touch them, and uh, because they don't, they don't have a stem. Yeah, and I would be fine with that, really, because I do so little now. It's just one click to pause or hold for, you know, like I would be happy with a very simple tap rather than the the thunk that you used to do on the old AirPods. Oh, you you are exaggerating. I hate it. I hated that. We keep, well, I still, like, I'm, I'm used to it, so now it's fine. But the precisely grabbing the little stem and pressing it, I just, I just, I still don't like it. But it's more comfortable than thunking the side of my ear. I I mean, what's not to like? Every time I did that, it was like I was, you know, uh, refreshing my brain. Well, then you know what? Every time you squeeze the stem on your AirPods now, also give yourself a little thunk for fun. Mm. Like this? Yeah, one of those. Just a little (laughs) fun thunk. A thunk. It's like I'm shaking my thoughts. Yeah, That's why I like it <laughs> yeah, so you much. Go. You're like a <laughs> snow globe up in there. Uh, over-the-ear AirPods are still coming, but have seen delays due to manufacturing complexities. I'm still waiting for this bombshell, by the way. I'm like, I'm like every time I'm talking, I'm like waiting wait for you to it. drop it, and it's wait just not happening. Uh, currently, there are issues with the headband that have delayed mm. production, which was supposed to begin weeks ago. This is a direct quote from the article. The company initially wanted to include large touchpads on the side of their headphones, but reduced the size of those panels. Apple has also scaled back some of the interchangeable functionality of the headphones that were a hallmark of the initial concept. I think I know what your bombshell is now. I think I've worked it out. Uh, the latest, that's not from the article, that was me. The article says again, the latest version of the product is likely to lack a replaceable headband but could still include interchangeable ear pads just before uh we talk about this before you are about to give your bombshell can you give me a warning so i can tell you what i think it is Hmm. okay Uh, i have a guess you want to guess privately on iMessage you don't want me to split to spoil it well i think the bombshell reveal will not be a bombshell if you spoil it. All right, I will keep it to myself and I will tell you honestly if I thought that that was the thing. How about that? 
Okay. So anyway, the AirPods Studio, if we're calling them that, um, with hearing this about the replaceable headbands might not happening, the interchangeable earpads maybe not being as good as we had thought, but still available. Mm. Mm. Is this seeming less and less of a desirable product? Like, I still am interested. I still want over-ear AirPods Pro, right? Like, I still like the thought of all of that. But a lot of what made us so excited about these rumors was the, like, really premium sounding design and it all being customizable. It seems like a bit of a downer. Yeah, it's too bad now because like all the thoughts that we had about modularity and mm -hmm. swapping the pieces and the large touch controls. Yeah, it's this is too bad if it's mm -hmm. true. And I mean, I have to believe it is true because Mark doesn't get these things wrong. No. Um, unlike others. So, But it does corroborate yeah. like what a lot of leaks have been saying. And then when Mark Gurman will, will report on it in Bloomberg, you can feel pretty confident and like they're struggling. And it also feels like there have been many times when this product would have been introduced and it hasn't been, mm -hmm. which would suggest that it is maybe potentially delayed. Uh, and it did seem like an ambitious product, which I think is why we were so excited about it. And it just seems like a shame that they might be scaling it back. But I still hold out hopes for whatever it is they introduce being what I mainly want, which is over the like over ear headphones from Apple that operate like AirPods and build on the already great noise cancellation. Like I'll be really happy with that product, um, but we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, there is also the report of possibly another HomePod coming that would, for some reason, sit between the Mini and the original on size, pricing, and quality. I don't understand this. Like, Is that necessary? I don't think this is necessary. Uh, there isn't really that much of a well, price mm. difference between the two. Uh, I don't know. I guess an updated version that has the U1 chip and the thread. If that's what they do, like I've heard people say that maybe this is like a mixed messages thing. That like there is a new HomePod coming that is different in size and pricing, but really it's a replacement for the original. Mm. If that's yeah. the case, fine. But if it is intended to also live with the old HomePod, I don't know. Maybe this one would be like the expensive one and then the old HomePod goes down a bit in price, you know, and then they keep it around in the lineup. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know yet. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, bombshell reveal oh, time. Wow, it's happening. Okay. Bombshell reveal bombshell time. Bombshell reveal time. Also, do you know what a bombshell is? Is it like the shell of a bomb? Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. It's like the is. casing. So bombshell reveal time. I got tired of waiting for this AirPods Studio mm -hmm. to exist. Mm -hmm. And I have the new Sony headphones coming tomorrow. Oh, but this is not what I thought. I thought you were yeah. going to say that you ordered one of those wild ones. You know, oh, one no, of, no, 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 no. You remember what was the name of that? Is it I, 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 I? I, 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 audio. That's what I, I thought that you were going to say that you got some of their headphones. No, I so got I was the close. latest. Uh, you were close, but I got the latest uh, Sony WH1000XM4, I guess would be the full name. Was this the one which, that Marquez re reviewed recently and was saying like it was amazing? They are, they are the best uh, noise cancelling headphones around. Right. Um, the, the, Sony, the latest Sony ones. I had the XM3 from two years ago and I love yeah. them like it's favorite Bluetooth headphones I've ever tried but I wanted to get new ones for a while especially I wanted to get headphones with multi 
device pairing support. When right? I saw that in his review, I very nearly bought them. Yeah. And months ago, if you remember, uh, we were chatting on iMessage with Fan and you and, and, and John. And <laughs> in the... John doesn't have... A, John, well, he doesn't need it? it. It's one syllable. That was the whole reason well, we for could say Well, we could say on. We could say on. On, on, on. Fan. So I was, chatting, I was chatting with Che, Fan and on. <laughs> and... Oh God, this is getting so tricky. <laughs> I still and can't remember what we decided on for you. Uh, Faye. I'm just Faye. No. I'm just Faye. Faye, Fan. Faye, Fan. That's why I'm getting on confused. Faye, Faye, Chain and On. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we were chatting about the AirPods Studio. And we, I said, I've been meaning to get the latest Sony headphones for a while, but if this AirPods Studio actually exists, I think I'm going to pass and I'm going to wait. But the longer I keep waiting, the longer I keep waiting. <laughs> so yeah. I, I just went ahead and, and purchased them and they're coming tomorrow. And I'm very excited because the noise cancellation is apparently superior to the XM3 and they do support multi-device pairing, which I've been meaning, like it's something that I've always wanted to have because I want to pair these headphones to my phone and my TV at the same time. Mm. Um, because I, I fundamentally dislike having to do the manual pairing process of my TV every time. Um, so now I just c can keep them paired to what my you, iPhone um, and the and is that TV. when you're gaming, you use headphones on the TV? Yeah, yeah. Or right. when I'm watching TV at night uh, with like actual television, not like Apple TV, and I don't want to bother Sylvia, I can just uh, connect the headphones. Mm. Right? So, um, yeah. So, I, you know, when I saw this report, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. I'm, I'm tired of waiting for new i was really intrigued by them i was really intrigued by them i was intrigued by the surface headphones before uh they look really nice and then these new sony ones i i did really want them but i decided to wait to see what apple's doing because uh, i don't i don't i don't have a use for specifically for a headphone like this right now because i it wouldn't be replacing anything so I, for me i feel like i can let it go but i know you have other headphones and i've had i think other sony headphones in the past like these noise yeah. cancelling ones so you're more used to having that type of product around yeah but that's why i've been able to hold off because i don't have any over ears that i use for these types of like content consumption purposes i just use my airpods pro all the time but there are a lot of times where like i would like if i'm watching a twitch stream for like an hour and a half Mm -hmm. It will be way nicer to use more comfortable over-ear headphones, I would find. Because I'm used to having over-ear headphones on for many, 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 many hours at a time, right? Like, that's how I record all my shows, that's how I do all my editing. But I would like to have something that's wireless for with my devices. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a very happy customer of the previous generation model of this. And um, the new ones, they're not so exciting because they literally look the same. Um, but at least I got a different color, so they will look new to me. Mm -hmm. And the functionality is is what matters ultimately. So uh, coming tomorrow, I guess we're going to talk about them next week. Yeah, I, I, I've already wrote a note down to ask you next week what you think about awesome. them. Okay, okay. Bombshell reveal concluded. Yes, bombshell reveal end. This is the end of the reveal. I hope you're happy with it. If you're not, well, I am, so whatever. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Hawthorne. I've been thinking about making some changes lately and wanted to start by improving my self-care routine. 
The problem is I didn't really know where to start. I've basically been using the same product since high school or college, and then I found Hawthorne. It's a premium, tailored personal care brand that makes it easy for guys to feel and smell your best. You start with this really cool quiz, things like, what's your favorite drink? How do you like to spend a night out? Do you smoke? And it was really interesting to see how they factored my answers into the results. The quiz was really easy and pretty quick as well. You also tell them things about your hair type and your skin, things that bother you. And I got this box, has a bunch of self-care stuff in it. I've absolutely been loving the shampoo and conditioner. I am rocking that pandemic haircut like many other people. And what I was using just couldn't keep up as my hair gets longer and curlier. I've been really happy with the stuff Hawthorne sent over. It's a fun and convenient way to get super high quality products tailored specifically for your needs. Hawthorne even takes the risk out of it by giving you free shipping on your order and returns. If you don't like your products, they'll even retailer them for you based on your feedback. That is a really cool feature. So do what I did. Take Hawthorne's quiz today and get started on your personalized self-care routine by going to hawthorne.co and use the promo code CONNECTED to get 10% off your first purchase. That's H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot C-O. That promo code, once again, is CONNECTED. Go there now, guys. I think you're going to love it. Hawthorne.co, promo code CONNECTED. Our thanks to Hawthorne for supporting the show. It is time, Federico. Let's talk about the iPhone 12 and 12 Pro. Um, I, I feel like you have not mentioned publicly anywhere that you have this phone. Yeah, I got a review unit. Did you get one or both? Uh, I just got the iPhone 12 Pro. Okay, I didn't so, get the iPhone 12. Right. So me and you can only talk about the iPhone 12 Pro because we both only had experience with the iPhone 12 Pro. Uh, mm. Which one do you have? I have the 12 Pro in silver. In silver? So you have the Stephen Hackett model. Oh, sorry, the, the Fan Hackett model. The fa- I have the fan model. Um, you have the fan phone. The fan edition. <laughs> the yeah, fan it's phone. silver. I have the fan okay. phone. Um, what do you think about the silver? Uh, it's fine. I think it's kind of pretty. Uh, so let me try and remove this case, actually. What case um, you have? R- uh, right now, I have the Pataka case. Mm. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Okay, okay, um, okay, okay. I think it's okay. The stainless, it's a kind of like default look, right? It's stainless steel. I like the matte texture of the glass in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't hate it, right? Which I, I guess it's a positive. I do like the, I do like the metal look of it, like the the metal stainless steel band. I think it looks kind of nice. When you say default, it kind of made me think of like four oh four, like. It's like, it's like the 404 edition, like texture not found. It's just like it's right. white on the back it's, and it's silver exactly. on the sides. It's just exactly. Like, and this is not a criticism, but it's just like compared to the other ones, it's very much like this is default. Yeah, I think so. I think, And I think it's default because it reminds me of the iPhone 4. Like the, it wasn't stainless steel, but it's like that gray, that default gray finish, like silverish finish. It reminds me of that. And it reminds me of the iPhone 5 similarly, because I mean, I had the white iPhone 5 and ah, it had the chamfer, right? So it had a bit of shine on it. Um, 
So mm. it, it's very that the white one is very reminiscent to me, of, or silver, I think they call it. Now, is, is very reminiscent yeah. to me of that. But yes, sim, those phones. I mean, you know, obviously there are a lot of comparisons being drawn to those phones because we're back to flat sides already. Um, but the white and silver specifically is the only phone which has any resemblance visually in color to those ones because the graphite doesn't look like the black, and there wasn't gold then, so. It was just white and black back then. Yeah. Yeah. Was there a so gold I mean, iPhone 5? Maybe. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think, I think maybe, maybe the, the SE. Maybe the SE had a, a different color to it. Yeah, but maybe. I think it was what, maybe just black. Uh, maybe the 5S, like though. Maybe the 5S. Maybe added. the 5S. Maybe. In any case, um, it's fine. I, I think it's very pretty, the design, mm -hmm. obviously. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. flat edges are beautiful. I do like the combination of. I like the contrast of the flat edges and the rounded corners of the display. Like, I think it plays very nicely together, this contrast. Because before it was like you had a curve on the, on the display and another curve on the body of the phone. And now this contrast, I think it works really well together. And it gives you more of the illusion of the screen really extending all the way to the edge. It's like there's a... It's like there's a like a precipice or something after that. Yeah, like, it is. It's very different to other phones that are like this as well, right? Where like yeah. there isn't a curve of the display going down to the sides. It's like you have the display and then the sides begin. It's like, as, yeah. it feels almost as like as close to a 90 degree angle as a phone could give yeah. you. Yeah, and, and it gives you that idea that like if, if, if the, because of the flat edges, if the pixels continued, they would almost fall off the phone. Yeah. Right? There's nothing left. Yeah, and I think it's 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 a very nice visual effect and it gives you it gives me more of the sense of edge like an edge to edge experience. Mm -hmm. Um so visually it is stunning. I really like it. The color is fine. I would have liked to play around with the gold or blue models, but hey, uh you don't look a review unit in the mouth uh, or in the color. Speaker grill. Whatever. Yes, in the speaker don't grill. Look a, don't look at the review unit in the speaker grill. <laughs> yeah. As they say. <laughs> as they say. As they say that. Many say. people are saying that, Michael. Yes. Uh, Why well, is nobody talking about this? Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, I, I, so I've had limited experience, but some experience. There is one of these in my house, right? So Adina upgraded to the Pacific Blue 12 Pro. In my opinion, the Pacific Blue is the second best color. Um, it, I think that Adina made the right choice for her. It, I really like the look of it. Um, but, it, it, you know, it, it, it isn't what I want, which is I want the gold. I, I like the way the gold looks. Um, I think as well as the, 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 the sides... The phone is bigger, right? Like it's a little bit, like the screen is bigger. Having held on to it and used it, I feel like I could get used to the 12 Pro size and be happy with it. I feel like it's the mm. first time, like I was happy with the 10, but still mm -hmm. wanted a bigger phone. I feel like I could go from the 11 Pro Max to the 12 Pro and I would be happy. Because like size of phone wise and screen size wise, it's good. The one downside that I have felt with it is that I know that there is maybe you would be better placed to explain this than me, but I know that there is some like some of the UI is sized differently again between the Pro and the Max, which wasn't the case uh, with the 11, right. 
where the 11 Pro had a, is it 3X resolution? Yes, yes. And it's now gone to two again, or it's like a slightly in-between one. But Mm -hmm. like if you turn the phone on its side, it won't show you like split application. Like, you know, if you turn the messages app on its side, it doesn't show you the messages list on one side and the conversation view on another side. Um, So I felt that in using Adina's phone, some stuff felt like it was too big for me. Um, like the UI was was sized weirdly. Uh, so like I don't know if this is like a, a thing with dynamic type or whatever where we're just set up differently. Um, but yeah, it's like it feels different uh, to me. Mm-hmm. Zach is saying in the chat room that it was the non-Pro 11 that had the, the split on the side. But nevertheless, in using mm-hmm. it, uh, the, the physical size of the phone feels good. And like I could use that, but... I think I would miss some of the way that the Max yeah. is laid out. Yeah, and I feel the same way. I think for the first time, I, if I was forced to by a nondescript entity to use a non-Max phone, I could use it. Mm-hmm. I think because of the slight increase in physical size, I could live with this. However, nobody's forcing me to. No, I could imagine a world in which if the if the Max didn't have differences, which it does that I could be Captain Flip-Flop mm. and like get the Max phone and be like, this is bigger and I don't feel like I'm getting any benefit mm. out of it being bigger and would maybe uh, want to consider mm. changing. No, I don't feel like that. I feel like even with feature parity, I would still gravitate toward the bigger model. I can still I, imagine I would because I love all of the, the same reasons that I love it before and the reason that I went with the 11, even though it had no differences because I just like having more data on screen. But my point is that like, I am bracing myself for the potential that the 12 Pro Max, the screen is could be have gotten too big for me. Like I'm just bracing myself for that eventuality. And if that was the case and the phones were the same, I could I and I wanted to move I would want to say is I would be happy with the size of the 12 pro but I can't mm-hmm. imagine that being what actually happens to me in this iteration yeah yeah uh, so yeah I think the physical size is is a very nice change mm-hmm. makes it like I I was I was I, I was afraid that I would hate it like that I would begrudge using this for a few weeks but no I, I'm actually kind of liking it, but again, shame for the you know the, the the camera differences because even more so than you know the the the, the display differences, I really want to have the best camera possible, which means I I have to purchase the the 12 Pro Max. I, I that's the phone I want, but this one, like I would imagine that a lot of people are gonna like this because it strikes a very nice balance between being the smaller version but slightly bigger than before. What is your experience with the cameras so far? I found really helpful the the YouTube link and the Twitter thread that you put in our document mm-hmm. um, because I was able to see some differences. Friend of the show, Tyler Stallman, uh, did Friend a great video uh, review from a photographer's perspective and then also published a, thre- a Twitter thread showing differences in images that he'd taken. And uh, they will both be in the show notes. I really recommend them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of struggling to find the improvements. Now, let me clarify. 
the new stuff like uh, Night Mode Portrait. Really it. nice. I love it. It's super well done. Yeah. Um, the lighter autofocus, like I can see the improvement there. Very nice. But overall, I could the 12 Pro. It just feels kind of similar to the 11 Pro. I think um, it's a more standard um, improvement, where the the 12, so the 11 was a big improvement over the yeah. 10s. Yeah. Uh but I don't like. I wouldn't compare these improvements to. I think it's even less than a regular, let's call it S year, even though we don't have those anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. A, what about the video changes, like the, the HDR video? Uh, that, that's impressive, but yeah. I think it's very remarkable. But the problem is I, I cannot watch that Dolby Vision content on my TV yet. Right. Right? Um and I, and also I haven't really taken a lot of videos because we in Italy right now we don't have a lockdown but basically we have so I'm not going to like the park with my dogs mm-hmm. a lot and video taken indoors you know it's not exactly fun it's always kind of grainy because we, I mean in broad daylight sure but you know in the afternoon it's you know it's kind of crappy video honestly um so I'm struggling to find the improvements. The the photos taken with the white camera, are they really better than before? Apple is saying 27% more light. It they seems like it's in low light that there are some benefits. And like I was able like to see it. those in Tyler's photos. Tyler did remind me that I really wanted to see and still want to see improvements in the ultra-wide camera because it's clearly yep. the worst of the bunch. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. That's what I wanted to see as well. Um, I think it's a very it's a it's an unfortunate timing because, like, I can imagine all the pictures I would have taken in public places, at restaurants, at you know bars, at the park, outside in Rome. And right now, I really can't do that. Hmm. You know, so maybe it's good the camera isn't that much better because I don't I don't feel like I'm missing out much but Uh, i i still i am holding out uh great expectations for the max camera same i also and i think part of my feelings right now are being affected by that thought Mm. in the back of my mind of like there's this much better in theory thing coming in in the near future and you want to wait till you get excited for that i think my brain is sort of processing that in the background um, right now, I think the two things that really stand out to me are the night mode portraits, which are super neat, and the LiDAR autofocus. Uh, I think that's really nice. Otherwise, I'm kind of waiting for the 12 Pro Max for photos. What about MagSafe? How much experience have you had with Oh, MagSafe I really like. Okay, so I, I am super into this idea of magnetic uh, pairing and charging and like an ecosystem of accessories that can now like be certified by Apple and sort of let you do different things. So I removed my wireless charger from my nightstand as a test and I put two chargers next to each other, two relatively small round things the default apple watch charger and the magsafe charger for the iphone they're just there on my nightstand laying flat 
kind of blending in with the nightstand color. Um, I really like it. I really like that at, at night I can just, you know, get it close to the MagSafe charger and it pops, you know, like it, it attaches to the phone. That's very nice. Uh, I would have liked to have like a, like a weighted base for the charger and I'm waiting for someone to make one that has a more like modern and n- neutral look to it. I saw that the Studio Need folks, mm-hmm. they did one. Unfortunately, the wooden aesthetic doesn't really play it's well with my it? night. It's yeah. not mine. So I'm waiting for someone to make like, I don't know, an aluminum one maybe. That would be really nice. Uh, but overall, I, li- I really like the, the MagSafe charger. I think it's, you know, very good idea. The, I have a bunch of cases already. Uh, so Apple gave me the default silicon case um, that has the the obviously the MagSafe um, ring thing in the yeah the ring in the interior of the case. I also got the so I got the Pitaka uh, Air I think it's called the Air case, uh, but I also have the other MagSK. It's I think it's called M A G E Z case that they're doing that's coming uh, but it's not here yet so the one that i have right now it's the default case what it's is not mag a mag- as? uh i think it's a, they're making a magsafe case this one isn't a magsafe case uh in in the sense that it doesn't have a ring inside this one is just like a like a thin case you, that wraps I around the i think magas is their thing that they make it's like their own thing I don't think it's a um, it's a MagSafe thing. Just as an FYI, they have their own kind of like whole ecosystem of products called MagEZ. Well, then I don't know what I purchased. I guess <laughs> you've purchased uh-huh. a case that has a magnet in it that's meant for Pataka's magnet thing. Well, then I guess this is going back. <laughs> I don't think I that's I the one can- you want, my friend. <laughs> I guess I gotta cancel my order. Yeah. Um, I also have the Bellroy wallet case coming, but. Yeah hasn't arrived um so the the apple case it's okay and i do like the idea that it's a magsafe case what i dislike is that it covers the bottom lip of the phone it covers the speaker grill the silicon ones do yeah the silicon does and i'm not a fan of that the clear one doesn't did you know that i know and it's coming mm. on friday ah. i i was able to get one from amazon italy so the, the clear Apple case is coming on Friday. I'm going to be testing that. Um, the Pitaka case that I have, it's not a MagSafe case, but it doesn't cover the the bottom of the phone, which I like. It also doesn't cover, like it's got cutouts for the, sub bu- the side button and the volume buttons. So that's very nice. Um, I've been using the Pitaka case on my iPhone 11 Pro for really the past year at this point like it's the default case that i always went back to but then and when you go me, out you swap to the when Bell i go Roy. out i swap it for the bellroy one but any other time i have the pataka um what do they call it aramid fiber mm-hmm. uh case yeah mm-hmm. um and i get yeah so i have the bellroy coming and i have the clear apple case coming as well i think generally speaking i'm really intrigued by magsafe because i'm super into <laughs> this taken out of context is kind of funny. I'm super into magnets. I just as a love person. a magnet. <laughs> I just, I just, I'm just a magnet guy, man. You're um, a magnet freak. I'm a, I'm a magnet head. You're yes. maghead. Uh, I'm a maghead. <laughs> a big maghead. Um, so anything like I, I'm, I'm on the lookout at the moment for anything MagSafe related. Um, 
car holders for holding your phone in place in, when you're driving, stands, charging stations, wallets, anything that takes advantage of NFC and magnets. Like, I don't care. Give me all the MagSafe accessories. I wasn't able to... I didn't get the MagSafe wallet uh, in my review unit package. Uh, and I tried to purchase one from Apple Italy. And it's uh, arriving in late November or early yeah. December. Super back-ordered. It, uh, which the is, which the is dates bad. keep changing on it as well. Like I keep yeah. seeing people in our Discord posting like their times changing. Like yeah. It's like it goes out a month, comes in two weeks, goes out a week. It's like very strange. Yeah, and I know that a lot of people said, oh, the MagSafe wallet isn't good enough. I, You know, it's a terrible product. I went ahead and ordered it anyway because I, 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 I often noticed that I tend to disagree with the common um, beliefs of designer-type people on Twitter. Well, and also, so, here's the thing, Federico. I actually think mm. a lot of the people that have reviewed these don't actually use a wallet case. You do. Yeah. So I'm yeah. intrigued to know from someone who I know uses a wallet case on their phone, do you love it or hate it? Yeah. So I yeah. I, I so, would like that opinion. I will let you know uh, about that once and if I get it. Uh, mm -hmm. It's very likely that at that point I will be using an iPhone 12 Pro Max, but it doesn't matter. It'll be compatible with that phone as well. Um, so yes, really into the idea of MagSafe as an ecosystem of, of, of accessories that attach magnetically to the phone. I think it's, it's a lovely thing to do, like the convenience of magnets, something that I love on the iPad Pro, for example, with the magic keyboard, with the pencil. So give me more of this, please, and thank you. Um, it, I think it's. I think honestly, MagSafe is my favorite feature. Of, I mean, besides the new design, if I had to put it on a on a scale of like things I appreciate about the iPhone 12, I'd say design, then MagSafe, and then everything else. Maybe lidar, even lidar before the camera. Actually, why I do think. you like lidar? Uh, just because I feel like it finally makes certain AR demos. I've been playing around with some of them a bunch. Um, not the ones that Apple suggested to me. I I try, um, but I've, I've been I've started following a bunch of AR people on Twitter, and those folks they know what's what's cool. They and, know the good AR. They know the good stuff. They have the good stuff. The and so I've 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 been using their recommendations. It's just and it's just like lidar makes it finally usable. Like you don't have to wave your phone around like a like an animal again. You don't. It, it, everything is just so fast and instant, and the quality of just how the the 3D objects how they blend into the physical world, it's so much better than compared to a couple of years ago. And sure, some of that stuff is has been made possible by improvements in ARKit, and especially ARKit 3 and ARKit 4. But really, you can tell the difference with LiDAR, just, the, just how, how the, like the object... Um, how the stuff like people occlusion, for example, and how objects collide with each other it's so much better than before. And uh, I've been playing with, uh, like, uh, there's one app called Room Scan 3D that, like, and I almost couldn't believe the app sort description. And then I tried it myself and was like, this app lets you create a 3D scan of your room. I was like, okay, whatever. I don't believe you, but I'm still going to test it. 
And it actually did. <laughs> I have a 3D model of my bedroom that is actually incredibly accurate. Uh, and that's because of LiDAR uh, scanning all these different points uh, around me, right? And reconstructing them in 3D. Super impressive. And I played another uh, game. It's like an RC game where you need to drive a little car around. And you actually drive a little car around you. Uh, and it's and it's super fun because like it, it's, it's a good kind of illusion and it's not as bad and as fake as it was a, a few years ago and uh like in in thinking about this stuff i realized man if this is what lidar can do and this is a first generation lidar scanner right this is a first generation product imagine in a few years what they can do in terms of like mixed reality and ar with a future generation of this technology in a headset right and that makes it really exciting for me so lidar i think it's um, i what i'm saying is i want to start paying more attention to this stuff because i feel we are at a at a i feel that a combination of ar kit 4 and what's coming next year and the lidar scanner and the cameras being really good we are at a tipping point for this and I feel like it used to be like a cool but kind of broken demo before. And now I think I need to start paying more attention to this because it's actually pretty usable. So, yeah, like I, I don't like, don't get me wrong. I don't see myself using AR apps on a daily basis. These are still fancy demos, but they are fancier than before. No, this if this makes any sense uh, but they're better demos than they're really better demos and and they let me see the potential whereas before right. i was like yeah i guess this is cool but also it's like super broken well and yeah now, it's like now that you see it in a way where it actually is impressive you're like okay now i can start to understand how this technology mm -hmm. could be used for things that would be yep. more of use to me yeah so how are you feeling overall about this phone then? I mean, you've mm. definitely had more time with it than I have. I mean, I, I think it looks nice. I'm excited for mine. Mm. Um, and I'm waiting patiently. Okay, so the new design is really nice. Uh, too bad the notch is still here. I was really hoping for it to be considerably smaller or, you know, not to disappear because maybe that's too soon, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Touch ID is not an option, which is too bad. And I would have liked to see the Touch ID button, the same of the iPad Air. Uh, MagSafe, I'm really excited about. Same with LiDAR. The cameras on the 12 Pro are kind of, eh, you know. Yeah, some improvements, but not groundbreaking. Um, 5G. So, oh, I do, turns, out, turns out, turns out, I have been paying for 5G for the past two years. Nice. It, it was, and thankfully, it was not an extra. It was included by my carrier, which is Vodafone Italy, um, by default in my plan. So that's very nice. <laughs> it's kind of a joke right now because sometimes I have it and sometimes I don't. And I enabled, like, to test this feature, I, I disabled this uh, smart data mode. I, I changed the settings to force 5G whenever available. Like, let me choose. I always want to have 5G. 
give me all the radios of 5G, give them all to me. And the thing is, I don't know how this works, but in the same location, at different times of the day, like even like five minutes apart, for example, I may have or I may not have 5G. And when I do, I mean, the download times are pretty awesome. I get like 150 megabits down, which is pretty remarkable. You know, I was used to having 40 to... I think I was in, with 4G, I was in the range of 40 to 70 down before. The problem is the upload times, which are basically non-existent. I got like one megabit up and I used to get like 30 on 4G. So I don't think the 5G towers in my area are necessarily ready for the iPhone 12. I, don't, I think something is misbehaving because I, re, I get relatively decent download times and absolutely awful upload speeds. Hmm. Now, my thing is though, even in an ideal situation of getting amazing speeds both up and down, I don't really care about those because when I'm when I'm out, and again, this is unfortunate because I, I don't think 5G is the, you know, it's hard to get excited about 5G in 2020 in general because we're not going out much. But even if we were, just, I, I don't know about you, but I never find myself having to stream a 4K video when I'm out. <laughs> uh, or so I think I, the thing about 5G, the thing that makes it interesting is the, the, in the future, you could. Right? Right. Like that, that's the whole thing about it. Is like, as technology continues to progress, the fact that we will be able to have incredibly fast internet wherever we need it is amazing, right? Because then we could do all these things. But the thing is, we don't need to do them now. We don't want to do them now. And that's fine. But that's why it's weird for it to be such a big deal that the iPhone has 5G now. Like, the iPhone getting 5G is great. Making the whole presentation, making all the marketing around the fact that it has 5G, it's not really that gr Like, it's alright, like, you know, but that's yeah, the problem. I, mean, I don't know, just, it just felt like one of those unrealistic advertisements of like, how many times, have you ever find yourself wanting to stream a 4K movie while you're on a train? And like, no, because if I know I'm going to be on a train, I download the movie beforehand. Well, and also, like, like my phone can't <laughs> even show it to me in that right. resolution. Right. So, so, like, you know, yeah. Uh, honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disable 5G and, and stay on 4G because, like, when, I'm out, when, I'm, when I go out, I may have to stream some Apple Music and uh, exchange a few text messages on WhatsApp and maybe scroll Instagram and Twitter while I'm waiting in some kind of line. Like, I don't have to do anything else with no, my phone. No, I mean, because again, like the future, the potential future of 5G is we don't actually have wired internet anymore, right? Like, these are the potentials yeah. for where 5G could go into the future, because... You know how long I'm going to have to wait for that kind of future? A very, very long time like is maybe, the Maybe in, like... And I'm being optimistic. Maybe five years. Yeah. Like I. No, no, you're right. You're definitely right. Like that's probably how long it will take before we can get to that point. But the point is, like, it is an interesting technology with a lot of really interesting ramifications. 
but they are not in 2020. Yeah. And like, and this is nothing to do with the fact like, oh, it's, you know, we're inside. So like, we're not, it's not about that. It's like the technology just isn't there. Like as well, the technology that Apple is talking about, the technology that our friends at Verizon have come to talk to us about, mm. that doesn't even exist in certain parts of the world. And yeah. also, even if it does exist in certain parts of the world, Apple's not releasing a phone in those countries that will support it. They're only releasing the millimeter wave antenna, which is known ultra wideband or whatever uh, AT&T call it as well, because they do have it. Um, that, that, the millimeter wave is what the technology is called. Uh, that is on, that's the really fast stuff, and it's not available mm-hmm. in any market for the iPhone outside of America. That's mm-hmm. where like those really crazy speeds, like that's where you're going to find them. For you, the best you will get is a little bit faster than 4G. Which I don't care about because 4G is fast enough. Yeah, it is. So I have very fast 4G. Like my 4G is always in, like around 100 down and like 20, 30 up. It's like, pff, mm-hmm. what? I don't... I don't, I'm with you. I don't need more than that for the things yeah. that I'm doing right now. But like yeah. what, what a lot of the, 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 the as I'd like, I, I heard this in the Verge review, the 5G hype industrial complex will tell you, but, and I do believe it to a point is like, if we have this technology, the speeds, we can build other types of technology to take advantage of it. And I agree. I understand. I am on board with that. It makes sense. And like, let's go for it, right? The next five years, let's see what 5G will do for us. But it ain't now. So that's why it's not really a thing, no matter how much uh, Apple want to make it a thing. It's just not a thing right now. Hmm. So yeah, my overall thought on the iPhone 12 Pro, and this is before I've, I've even started writing anything about it. I like the design. I like MagSafe. The cameras are kind of boring. Um, 5G I don't care about ceramic shield I don't care about because I'd rather n- never drop my phone well, I want better scratch resistance than drop resistance yeah personally. I don't care like all these drops that people seem so concerned about like just don't drop your phone like like I don't give me I don't know yeah scratch resistance and that's about it it's a it, it looks nicer MagSafe is cool and I'm really waiting for the Pro Max. Mm-hmm. That's my connected review, I guess. Just a couple uh, of weeks more to wait. Yeah. This phone, make, the thing that this phone has accomplished is it's making me crave the Pro Max even more. Hmm. So there you go. Buy the 12 Pro if you want to return it to get a Pro Max and be really happy about it, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um no, but really the physical size also, the like the the size change is also pretty cool. I should mention that. Yeah. All right, that's it for this episode. Uh, thank you so much to our sponsors. That's Hawthorne, Hrefs, and Pingdom. And thank you to Stephen for providing his dulcet tones uh, for that. I believe Stephen will be back with us next week, so we can all look forward to Stephen's triumphant return to the connected program. Uh, thank you if you are a member and support this show. If you would like a longer uh, version of Connected with no ads, go to getconnectedpro.co. Federico, uh, people can find your work over at maxstories.net, can't they? Yes, they can. And Federico is at Vitici Online, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. Yes. I am I Mike, I-M-Y-K-E. 
and I guess I have to ask you a question now, don't I? And I have to ask you a question. Okay. Do you want to ask me a question first? I will ask you a question okay. first. Mike, tell me a thing that you recently purchased which you really like that is not an Apple product. I was awaiting a uh, podcast-related question because that's what Stephen tends to do for me, so I, I was not expecting that. Um, Let you keep on your toes. That's yeah. what I ask. I should ask the question. Enough with the podcast questions. I, 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 I bought a Raspberry Pi to set up Homebridge. Interesting. Mm. And did you? Yes, it's running. And when are we going to talk about it? At some point in the future. Okay. But I have See? it. I have it all going. It's all happening. See, I should be asking. I should be the one that asks the questions. You should be here. asking the questions around. Enough here. with these podcast things. We we know all about the podcasts. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now I have to ask you a question. Now you ask me a question. My question is, uh, Federico, what is your favorite candy? Oh, candy. Hmm. I don't really eat candy. You must at least eat something, right? Like that. Like something. Some type of sweet or chocolate no, that you like. Cho chocolate, I can tell you. Yeah, see, that's candy. I, I did the American one, but yeah, that includes. So what's your favorite chocolate? Um, I don't know how to say it in English. Okay. Hold on. Did you just say raw chocolate? No, I don't think you say that. Um, raw chocolate? No, I don't think you say that. Dark chocolate. Oh, you like dark chocolate. Okay, so you like chocolate with like high cocoa counts and stuff. Yeah, just yeah. like 90, 95%. Like Whoa, that. boy. Yeah. That's serious that's a, stuff. That's the best kind. Now, don't get... And obviously without milk in it. Just like regular standard dark chocolate. And how would you like, call it in Italian? Chocolato fondente. Mm, very nice yes yes okay yeah. well uh Faye, thank you so much thank you um, thank you che and uh, we'll look forward to bringing fan back next week <laughs> bye <yeah>. everybody well, <laughs> arrivederci